To the nudist colony, the no tea, low tea, Jessica Simpson singing on a Christmas tree. What's up, everybody? This is the nudist colony. My name is Ross. We talked about this last time. Well, <laughs> did you think I was going to do it? <laughs> Why start putting effort into it now? You know? Yeah. Look, next year, uh-huh. maybe things will be. D- New Year's resolution. Oh. New Year's resolution. I've never heard of someone resolution before the New Year gets here. All right. Here we go. About to eat your words, brother. Well, I've got a spoon. (laughs) I got a butt. (laughs) You're about to eat it. Wait, what is this New Year's resolution then? Uh, That I'll start writing uh, intros. That's it? Yeah. Uh, maybe an outro here and there, <laughs> if I can think of something. The problem okay. is, if I try to think of it ahead no. of time, uh huh, I'm not gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna second guess myself the whole time. I'm like, this is not funny. This is not funny. This is not funny. Well, Whenever I'm forced to do it in the moment, um, then I'm like, I don't care if it's funny or not because it's just gotta. Ha- it's like it's gotta happen. It's like sex. You know, <laughs> you don't want to do it, but. <laughs> You, you have to. You're sometimes. bound by the covenants of the law. I mean, she holds it over my head all the time. Oh, my God. My mom. <laughs> you, better, you better fuck your wife. His <laughs> mother. I mean, it's almost the holidays. Whenever you Ugh. guys get together, she will taste the air like a snake and be like, someone hasn't been fucking. <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, I don't get bothered about that grandkids thing. That would be really annoying if I did. So. hmm and yeah. and my wife, her uh, her parents, they have grandkids, so they, they don't are not pressuring her. So we're oh, in really? the clear. No one's yeah. No one's no one's messed with us for kids. So oh okay. We're we're good. They just see the two of you together, and they'd be like, mm, probably hmm? probably for the best. Yeah, it's probably just let them go off and die. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a we have a plan at this point. <laughs> yeah. At some point, we're just gonna like. If, you know, the climate gets really bad or it, just if things get really bad or we get really old and we're just like, eh, it's time. Mm-hmm. We're going to drive as far north as we can into Canada mm-hmm. and then like run out of gas and then, you know, have food and then just keep going back until we run out of food. And then like that's where we'll just shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's our plan. <laughs> We've discussed it. Wow. Okay. Just see, just see how far north we can get and then do it. Oh, well, I mean, like, so you would actually leave Canada at a certain point? Uh, and go I mean, to potentially, like, if we get to yeah. an, or if we get to Antarctica? I mean, I guess if you travel north far enough, you actually start Ar- traveling south. Arctica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> north Arctica. <laughs> Instead of Antarctica, it's like pro-Arctica? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. We're going to get up there and then, you know... Let the polar bears have us. They're hungry. I mean, possibly. If you go far enough north, you'll hear a, ho, 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 the fuck are you? Oh, no. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins playing Santa Claus. <laughs> no. I mean, yes. What do you mean, you little fuck? I guess I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> I've already shot her. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> 
You, well, sorry, babe. You've watched the movie The Mist, and you're like, I love the ending personally. Yeah. This, this makes so much sense to me. Matter of fact, I just watch it on a loop. You've made it insane. You made a Topher Grace fan edit that the entire movie is just the ending. This is Topher Grace that I edit, <laughs> that I CG in to the mist. He's both uh, uh, fucking. Um, what's the Jane that, Fonda? Jane? No. Uh, uh, God damn it! I was trying to think of his uh, character on that '70s show, so, uh, something Foreman, Eric Foreman. Oh, Eric and Foreman. Venom at the same time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah! Who do you think would win in a fight? Topher Grace or um, Tad Hamilton. Name? Tad Hamilton. <laughs> Hand, Hand, Ham Tattleton. No, uh, who? Oh my God. Uh, Hardy. Hardy. Tom, the Tom Hardy, Hardy boy. Tom Hardy boy. Oh boy. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> neither one of those Venoms are good. I mean, a physical fight. Topher Grace. Obviously. I mean, the, you know. The Look, I, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be specious, but I am all about American muscle, and Topher Grace is about as American muscle as you can get, brother. He's about as masculine as a boy gets. I mean, like he—he he seems like a good dude, you know. No, yeah, I legitimately, he—he uh, he seemed to uh, steer clear of that whole Danny Masterson stuff. I know you can't even say Masterson anymore. It's like he's primaryston. Okay, wow, we've solved race issues. God. <sighs> Idiots. Also, he's a fucking. It's a woke creep. mind. It's a woke, woke mind virus. Got him. Oh my god. I mean, wait. Got all of us. Uh huh. Yeah. Because he should be innocent, like Russell Brand. Wait, what? Russell Brand. Uh huh. What yeah. about him? You know, he he's like gone like hardcore right wing conspiracy nut, like, and then he yeah, and it, mean, like all this happened like conveniently, like shortly before he was accused of like multiple like rape allegations oh, and like underage okay. stuff I see. it's funny how it like happened just it was, i mean i'm sure it was sure it's coincidence well Boink. i i mean he was Boink. married to katie perry and she was singing about teenage dream and he was like now hold on a minute <laughs> that gives me a right idea <laughs> in it my torches got a real <laughs> stick in it you know i don't know i don't know uh, what are they i don't know my bird's twitching. No, wait. That's probably what a girl says. <laughs> and here's another thing women say, okay? Who would have thought a Russell Brand would be, <laughs> of all the people, <laughs> would be a sex pest? Not me. I mean, yeah. I did watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall not long, long ago, and it's pretty good. It's good. That movie's good. It's actually really good. I like Get Him to the Greek as well. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't that. seen that in a long time. It's like an, pretty good. Uh, it, it's a quasi-offshoot of it. Uh, oh, I liked it. Interesting. Okay. I like... Uh, so it's like the same characters? Russell Brand is. Jonah Hill is in it, but he plays a different character than the one he played in for Getting Sarah Marshall. Oh, and I'm sure with Russell Brand's acting chops, you can really... I mean, because he's never just played the same character over and over. I mean, over it here. works in this particular scenario. Yeah, well, that, I well, guess that makes sense. Um, you haven't spent time in the trenches watching the various Minions movies, but he does play like an old-ass doctor, professor guy that works with uh, Steve Carell's character, Gru. And he doesn't do a good job. I am Gru. Has anybody ever done that before? Mm-hmm. Okay. You just did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to mail it to myself this episode. <laughs> Copyrighted. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're a new metal discussion podcast. I'm, I don't think you ever said your name. I didn't. I'm Brent. There you go. Hey. Hey, what's hey. up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Look, uh, I'm a little off my game today. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, don't don't I, lie. I don't know. I, the past couple of days, I've just been like out of it. I've been sleeping great. Got like four hours of sleep last night. I'm Ooh. just like, my mind is gone. That's Gonzo. a that's a full REM cycle, you know. No, I didn't even hit that. Uh, according to my watch, Apple Watch, didn't even hit my REM cycle. No, oh, I'll hit your REM cycle. Not even after like we're a done recording. No, or nor deep sleep. No. Wait, do you sleep with your watch on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. it records your sleep cycles. I'm not interested in that. It's good to know. No, I let it charge overnight. Because I, 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 I don't know, like. I feel like if I track it, I, I do a little bit better with it. But for, there's just some, certain nights where it's like I cannot go to sleep. And last night, yeah. I was like, no matter what I did, just could not fucking fall asleep. Despite all the caffeine you've taken, exactly. That's fucked no, up. I I I I stopped drinking caffeine at noon. Uh, but my mm-hmm. cat, look, not to get sad here, but my cat, she's gonna be 21 next year. Holy shit! Yeah. Really? She is old. Damn. I've had her since I was in college. I'm 40 now. Um. She, uh, she is still physically like more or less like can get around pretty well. She can jump up on things, you know, she can, mm-hmm. uh, she can, you know, jump around and stuff, but, uh, and, it's, it's like, it's like a mental thing, uh, where she has like mental problems. Oh. Uh, she'll like sometimes just twirl in a circle and just won't stop. And I have to like pick her up and like kind of like reset her oh. like pet her until she's like mm-hmm. kind of like snaps out of it but lately she's been doing this thing where she just normally she sleeps like tucked up under my arm and she has for 20 years but lately she uh she won't lay down she just like gets she just stands like right next to me mm-hmm. and just breathes like an inch from my face oh. and like I cannot get her to lay down I cannot get her to stop she just sits there and just breathes an inch from my face and it's i can't sleep like that <laughs> yeah i cannot sleep like that so it's um it's been it's been it's been i don't want to bring the whole i don't want to bring the whole thing down hey dogs are going off dogs are, dog alarm <laughs> uh, uh, well let's take a break we'll be right back who let the dogs out Hello. Um, okay. <laughs> it's tapping. Uh, it's tapping. Yeah. Scott's tapping. Um, uh, no, sorry. Didn't want to. Uh, it, it's good that the dogs interrupted that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, it's something that weighs on your brain. You know, you're a yeah, proud yeah. Uh, pet parent, uh, yeah. as are my wife and I, and, you know, uh, your wife, Katie, as well. Uh, it's something that affects us. And I don't feel like. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma amongst uh, people that have uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, kids. Uh, it's like yeah, oh, they're not laying real kids. But some people get it, despite having kids. Like when you've had a cat for, when you've had a living thing with you for twenty years, it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's not quite the same thing as a child, but. It's the closest that I have. To yeah, one. exactly. So. You form these bonds, and uh, you know, last year my wife and I we had to put down our our favorite dog, 
and that was yeah. fucking horrible, uh, uh, terrible feeling. Yeah. But uh, it is something that uh, people can move on from. I'm yeah. not saying that is around the corner for you. I'm sure uh, your cat will live another 1,000 years. I don't think she will. And I'm kind of ready for her, yeah. her to... Just because it, it's one of those things also where it's like she's in good physical health. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't put her down. But also I know mentally she is like really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is she... Like she's pretty much like she is deaf at this point. I think she oh. may be partially blind. Yeah. Um. So it's like you know, what do you do? Do you ever take her to the vet? Um. Or you know, just like- in the twenty years I've had her, I've taken her to the vet two times. Oh wow. Yeah, she's been an extraordinarily healthy cat, but mm-hmm. it's like, I, I know what they're gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like she's twenty years old. Yeah. Like. Most animals don't live this long. Yeah, I mean that's um, remarkable. So, what? What? I mean, what? What thing I do? I, yeah, <laughs> you can't. There's nothing. It's like it's like uh, you know, like mental degeneration. And I, I've mm-hmm. looked it up, and it's like you know, all those like uh, symptoms are like extremely common in older cats. Those mm-hmm. are like you know, it's almost the same thing. I mean, pretty much is the same thing that happens to people. You know, your like cognitive abilities decline and. You know, you get confused and a lot. It's like uh, kitty Alzheimer's. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, and then it's like, well, at what point am I going to just have to say, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but she's still here now, so that's good. That but, is good, uh, yeah. I hope tonight that she falls asleep. <laughs> Doesn't keep me up until <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning. Are there some type of treats that you can give her for... Uh, nighttime um, sleep aid. I I have this uh kitty CBD oil, but it is like, it is, I have to get her to. It's like in a dropper. Oh, you have to, like yeah. get it down her throat, and mm-hmm. goddamn, you would think I was trying to murder her when she like yeah. just to get that shit down her throat. And so it, sometimes it's, I yeah, I probably should do that, mm-hmm. but um uh. Just give that to her more often, probably. Yeah. yeah. We had an issue with our new dog, Taz, who is a wild man, and we had to give him both eye drops twice a day and then these, like, um, what would you call it, like, eardrops? There's got to be a better word for this, but, like... Yeah, eardrops. <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, we would have to do that in, in his, uh, his ears uh, once a day, but, you know, I don't know if you've counted... There are two of them, and uh, he does not like it. Nobody likes to have something shoved in their ear and then, like, water come jetting out. Yeah. And just, like, ah, just it's weird. But it was necessary because his, like, allergies and shit were bothering him. Isn't yeah. that right, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so moving on from all that stuff, today we have an album review. We do. Um, <laughs> Despite what the first 15 minutes of this podcast yes. have, have uh, uh, <laughs> lulled you into, there is, in fact, music to be discussed. And that music is the 1999 album Felons and Revol- <laughs> Revolutionaries <laughs> by Dope, uh, released July... S- no, 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 no. I'm sorry. September 14th, 1999, and then later re-released in June of the following year. We'll get into that. This was released on Epic Flip Records. And uh, this is the first uh, bit of music I've ever, like, purposely listened to by Dope. I don't mean, like, 
that disrespectfully. I'm just saying, like, there was this is another band that was just kind of like outside yeah. the realm of stuff that I listen to regularly, and they didn't get a lot of radio play. Same. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to Dope. No. I am. I went into this honestly expecting to just like be like, oh, whatever. This is that's so, so funny. Fuck this. this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I had the same thought. Not, not, not fuck this. More just like. Let's get uh, all right. Here's yeah. another one that yeah. I don't know, and that I'm not going to get into, and it's going to be. I, I I expected something, and uh, I got to say, uh, a little surprised. I think we may be on the same page. Interesting. Uh, with this, so let's talk about the band. So the band Dope on this album, anyway, is comprised of Edsel Dope, who does lead vocals, programming, additional guitars, and bass. Simon Dope. <laughs> I think he's in. What? You uh, you you think? You hear about this? Hold the telephone. You uh, you think you've got the brothers? No. <laughs> it's a common name. Oh, okay. Simon Dope does uh, keyboards, percussion, and sampling. Trip Eisen on lead guitar. AC Slade on rhythm, guitar, bass, and backing vocals. And then Preston Nash on drums. Shout out to Preston. Big Papa. You know. R.I.P. brother. You know, the one that we know. And then uh, <laughs> there's some uh, additional musicians. Uh, DJ Lethal, of course. You know. What is he playing at? Uh... All right, we'll we'll save that for later. Okay, I know he does some, some he does something on it. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, he does something. I mean, it, it should sure. be right there in the name. Uh huh. Yeah, it seems like it would be a one to one. I'm sure he's. Oh, we'll, 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 I mean, we'll, it's got to we'll, be we'll, it's got to we'll be there. something very close to. Uh, sure. The, the credit has to be close to what you would think. A guy and, named and, DJ Lethal. Yeah, it's got to be right there in that realm. And it's not like a thing that happened just like a week or two ago. Yeah, I know. Oh God, let the good times roll. Indeed. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, the NYC Dope Choir on backing vocals on track eight. And uh, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that one. But I, I wanted to go ahead and mention that because especially on the last album we did, which was the Cold Chamber uh, sophomore album, yeah. Chamber Music, where there was a litany of guest musicians. A lot. There were so fucking many. Yeah. And I'm like, did all these people have to be here? And nope. are they okay? Like, did were they able to recover? Did they make the album better? <laughs> No. No. Yeah. There's not enough shocks for that monkey to uh, resuscitate it to life. You know, I thought about this after the fact, and I've been, you know, we update the uh, the Spotify playlist with uh, you know, yes. the, the, the various albums as we're discussing them and everything, and uh, so those full albums are on there. But I've been keeping track of my own. Uh, I, I call it the best of nudist colony oh, okay. uh, playlist, sure. and I've got that through my own personal like Apple music thing. And yeah. I've been going through and adding my favorite songs from each album we discuss yeah. uh, to the shock of no one. Uh, there are some albums where it's just like, Oh, there's like maybe one song on here. I try to put at least one on there okay. from, you know, some of the lesser albums, let's sure. say. Uh, but we did that album from last week, mm-hmm. chamber music by cold chamber. I was like, I don't even know if any of these are going to make the fucking cut. But I think I added one, uh, like Tyler song or something like that. Okay. But I couldn't even tell you how it goes at this point. (laughs) Just chugga chugga. I could not wait to excise all of that information from my brain as quickly (laughs) as possible. Exactly. Hey, get out of here with that. But yeah, yeah, quite a, quite a few, uh, uh, quite a few dogs in the room. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, there's at least two. Let me see if I can scoot um, him out of here. 
see a lot of uh, a lot of guest people uh a lot, a lot of a lot of guest artists showing up on this a lot of people uh showing up for the production side of it too and i'm i'm wondering if that's because uh so many people were involved because like the production list is like did, did like they have a different producer for every song and then just one master producer did you notice that uh for cold chamber no no no, for... no 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 for dope Sorry. oh uh no. i was moving past cold chamber. Oh, okay yeah <laughs> Uh, no, I thought it was just, uh, uh, two people for that. Um, I could have sworn there was, okay. Um, so what I came across was, yeah. uh, that the album was produced by Edsel Dope and John Travis. And I think Edsel yes. Dope is like the, um, a little bit like the, uh, I guess mastermind, if you want to call it that, but like the Trent really, Reznor, really is. Yeah. uh, where he's like the, the guiding force, the primary or principal songwriter, and then John Travis um, was also there. I guess I I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the exact duties were split up, and it could be the two of them working in tandem to be like, okay, let's kind of go in this direction, or you know, spitballing or whatever. But uh, right. the the breakdown in the notes that I found was that John Travis did production, engineering, recording, and mixing, and then Edsel Dope did production, arrangements, artwork, design, digital editing, engineering, layout mixing so yeah I, I think it was kind of like a uh the, between the two of them it was like an all hands on deck like whomever had time and the ability right. to work on something they, i i think what that. i'm what i'm getting mixed up here is i'm counting seven six one two three four five six six different engineers on it oh, which yeah. it's it's not uncommon to have more than you know one engineer but mm -hmm. I, I i that jumped out to me i was thinking it was it was it's under the producer production uh credits but yeah uh it just seemed like a lot of engineers on this like, yeah and so, but I'm wondering if it's like they had just were they were recording at different times, so they had a different engineer in the studio. Probably. Yeah, I'm wondering what the time frame was for this because I think on uh, Wikipedia it just gives like the year that it was recorded or some shit. Right. But all and that it just is saying, a really yeah. electronic heavy, and so you know that that does require a little bit more engineering mm -hmm. than just live bands. Uh, yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, this is the debut studio album by Dope, and it was recorded at Green Street Recording in New York City. New York City. Get a pope. <laughs> Get the dope. Get the dope. Um, so uh, for touring information, I I was kind of curious about this. There's not a ton of information out on Wikipedia, uh, at least that I was readily able to find for yeah. for this. But I was kind of curious how um, how much they toured, like what the promotion was like for this album. Because I remember hearing of this band. It was primarily because of a cover that would later be released of this oh, album. Yes. But even that didn't really get that much radio play. But right. I feel like I would see Dope playing with different bands that were yeah. not quite like top tier. They were, I don't remember hearing them playing with like Corn or Biscuit or Slipknot or anything like that. But like there were yeah. certain shows where... Oh, like dope is uh, playing with like mushroom head Mudbang. and like crossbreed and all that shit. Yeah, Mudbang. Right. They, they always seem like the uh, the eternal second placers. <laughs> a little bit. Like yeah. never the headliner, but never like far enough down that you're like, who the fuck is that? But it'd be like, oh yeah, dope. Uh, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but again, I didn't know who they were, but I certainly like saw their name and that type font. Yes. Uh, on, on a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like them with like uh, opening up for Static X or Fear Factory or. Mm both or something like that right yeah, but yeah. Uh, i saw that they were on national tours with acts ranging according to wikipedia acts ranging from alice cooper to kid rock hmm yeah 
No more Weber. <laughs> uh, so I did. I did yeah. watch an interview with him uh, where he, he unfortunately was not heavy on like information. Really, it was weird. With um, with whom? Uh, with uh 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 uh, uh Edsel Dope. Dope. Jesus Christ! I, 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 I in my head, Edsel does not sound like the right thing to say. Um, mm. Yes, Edsel Dope. Um, and uh, he was talking about how, uh, like, when they first blew up, they were on tour with Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, we were going to strip clubs every night. It was like living the lifestyle, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess I guess if I had to hang out with Kid Rock, the strip club would be one place that, like, like that was, I guess technically makes sense. It's yeah. on brand. <laughs> yeah, very much for so. the For the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are worse places to be, I guess. I guess it depends on the strip club. Because I think... Yes. Uh, I've seen I've seen some things. Well, we've we've both been to escapades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that was an infamous, uh, infamous strip club here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was... Uh, that burned to the ground a few years ago. <laughs> I've... Uh, hmm. It was... It was like the only fully nude strip club in town yeah because they didn't serve alcohol so in, in in there's like some rule in oklahoma it may it may be other places too i don't know but for sure in oklahoma uh if 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 it's full nude you can't serve alcohol if it's topless only you can serve alcohol mm. so there's only one full nude um because most of most strip clubs make their money mm-hmm. from drinks uh, i don't know how this one operated uh probably sketchily i'm guessing uh, considering it burned down probably for insurance money uh allegedly i have no uh, make that up uh but uh yeah they had to have their uh had to have the alcohol license uh but uh, escapades did not and so you could have full nude women um and i remember you and i went there for first my first time ever going to strip club i'm assuming yours as well uh probably yes we just like one night we weren't 21 yet so we we're like hey huh let's go to a strip club and we went and it was terrible it was not good we did not stay there for very long it was like (laughs) uncomfortable it was not it was sad yeah (laughs) it's just like oh yeah these are people and Uh these are yeah these are they've (laughs) i i I don't like falling on some hard times yeah I, i i'm not a strip club fan yeah uh by and large um but uh yeah um so, anyways, uh, <laughs> so this album, um, it I, I was curious about the sales as well because again, I don't really just because of the lack of promotion that we got here right. in the middle of the U.S. I was like, eh, maybe they're just like, you know, there are a lot of bands like uh, a, a favorite band of uh, yours and mine, Gravity Kills, is more of like a regional band. Like yeah. they have a song in the movie Seven, which is like a big movie, got big yeah. stars in it. And, you know, it's just it's known for its like twist ending and everything. It's just uh, a, a great movie. Yeah. And the song Guilty by Gravity Kills is actually in the movie. Yeah. It's um, fuck what I was ramping up to say the word where it's like music that you hear in the movie and like the Diagetic. people. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so like it's it's there, dude. And right. I was I, I recently rewatched that movie. I think last year I was like, fuck, yeah, I forgot this was in here. And I was so excited. Yeah. But I think that was maybe the biggest success that Gravity Kills had, even mm-hmm. though I, I fucking dig their 
their whole their whole catalog. Yeah, celebrate I mean, the whole were, thing. They they showed up on you know like uh, I want to say like a Mortal Kombat soundtrack or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, they would show up on soundtracks here and there, deep deep in the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, for movies that were involved people shooting guns that had leather jackets on uh long trench coats that was a big thing in the 90s movies about that um they had a song a remix of blame was on the escape from la soundtrack which was potentially the best part of that movie from what i understand i've I've never seen it without a doubt the best part i don't know i saw the cgi surfboard scene i was like well maybe you've seen the best part of the movie (laughs) (sighs) that was i love john carpenter but God damn, man. Yeah. Try to watch Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. back to back and then tell me that's the same writer and director. I haven't seen either of them, and I need to watch Insane. both of them. Uh, but all that to say, yeah, I, I was thinking that maybe Dope was uh, similar to that, where they were primarily a uh, New York-based band, and they had their biz- biggest success over there. Right. Um, but I, I really don't know. All that to say, I don't know. From Wikipedia, it says this album sold over 236,000 copies, which seems like oddly specific, um, but that was in the United States, and uh, this is their best-selling album to date. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I feel like they're still out there. They're still touring, Mm -hmm. and they seem like fairly prominent, so I don't know. Yeah. So weirdly enough, they have like 1.6 million listener monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh, cool! Which I was shocked by. Yeah. But as I understand it, it is primarily because of Die MF Die. Yeah. Um, because that had uh by far and away the most listens out of any of their songs. I wonder if that is on a video game soundtrack or some movie or something like that. Well, oh. So weirdly enough, Alex Jones plays it as a. You're not far off. Um, So uh, apparently this caught on big time with the American military. Mm. And so this is like some kind of like anthem slash going into battle kind of uh, thing. And also apparently it was used, the song was used for uh, torture in Abu Ghraib to torture innocent civilians um, in an illegal black site prison that we had in uh iraq for um uh well any amount of time is too long but yeah. far too long um you want a good time hey we're just talking about you know uh dying pets and abu Ghraib. Yeah. um so if you, this is a feel-good episode for sure <laughs> yeah uh but no i no i think it it from what i understood it like caught on like weirdly big time with the military and so this is like their this is like some kind of weird anthem. Uh, and if you listen to the song, um, it's highly disturbing. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. I mean, it's called Die, Motherfucker, Die. Yeah. So you can guess the uh, the tenor of the song. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look. I'm willing to spot new metal bands uh, a chorus like that. Like Slipknot has surfacing oh i have no problem you know with them so i i would never take that literally but i i do see i can see like meatheads getting hold of this be like oh yeah this is about me this is basically me yeah i am the joker with a gun they did a cover of uh uh ministries thieves oh wait like 
Dope did? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and in the video, it's got a lot of um, like politicians, and so I'm watching it, and it's you know like your classics. You got Reagan in there, you got Bush in there, mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton shows up, and I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. I look. I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton personally, but whenever I see that, I'm kind of like side eyeing a little mm-hmm. bit. But then uh, they had uh, big old dipshit Donnie oh. show up and like it's like him smiling and like his clothes slowly start turning into a Nazi uniform and then turn <laughs> back into a suit and then turn back into a Nazi uniform. And I was like, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm with you guys. Yeah. I'm with you guys. You guys are cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So so I don't think they're um, I don't think their politics are way off i mean there may be some like weird libertarians or mm-hmm. something but uh, uh at least they don't like uh that guy yeah i mean that's good but, uh, yeah um so i was trying to find some information about the singles for this and uh, per wikipedia there were several uh before one hit right so uh pig society everything sucks sick and debonair were all released as singles but none of them charted uh, there's a live video for the song sick that was recorded and uh, as, at one of their live shows to capture the energy. And um, let's see here. Uh, the first single and non-live promotional video uh, was Everything Sucks. Also felt the chart, like I said. Second single cover of uh, You Spin Me Round. Saw the band gaining more attention and received <laughs> yeah, radio course. play. Reached number 37 on the U.S. mainstream rock charts. And I, uh, again, this was the first song I heard from the band and i remember hearing this at school like in our gymnasium there was like a uh, a radio that would play and that was like the first time i remember hearing um uh fuck god damn it my my brain is just like shutting down everything but uh fucking orgy uh blue Blue monday Monday. yeah yeah uh and i remember hearing the same thing with uh dope their version of You Spin Me Around. Hmm. And this is the first time I had ever heard that song. So I was like, oh, what's this? This song sounds old. <laughs> and it was. It was. Um, but we'll we'll get to uh, yeah. more of that stuff. But uh, I thought it was interesting that the record label gave them so many chances. They gave them like four shots, four different yeah. like singles. And it's not to say that uh, they were four radio singles. They were just more like promotional type things or whatever. Yeah. Um, but... They also had a, a song or two make it to soundtracks of various media as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll get into all that stuff. Right. Uh, I mean, I have other notes here about uh, further things regarding the album, but should we just go ahead and get started with yeah, uh, listening yeah. to it? Let's so go let's go ahead and start with track one, Pig Society. Oh, I get it. It's like pigs. It's like Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Animal Pound by Tom King and uh, uh, Peter Gross. What do you think of this song? So, I don't know that this is a great opener for me personally. It seems like it would. Right. It doesn't really have like an intro that builds up or whatever. Yeah. Um, I want it a little bit more... Not quite as explosive as you want. Yeah, yeah. I want a little bit more for a new metal um, intro uh, or the starting of a new metal album. 
That said, I do think this song's like pretty okay. Oh yeah, I, I, I dig this song. And I, I dig this song. I've listened to this album uh, a couple of different ways. I've I've listened to it in my like earbuds, but I've also listened to it like uh, a little bit over my like phone speaker or whatever. But in my car, and I feel yeah. like if you're listening to this album, to me the best way to hear it is using earbuds because it uh, three dimensionalizes the audio a bit yeah. more. Whereas in my car, everything sounds so, like, contained and right. uh, compressed. Yeah. Did you run into that as well? Yeah, it definitely. Uh, with, a, with a good pair of earbuds, uh, man, uh, there's some killer production going on on this album. Yeah. Especially for the first first attempt. Like, like even, like, with, with other industrial bands, like, you know, your Nine Inch Nails or, like, White Zombies, like, their first, uh, their first song or their first album, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pretty Hate Machine is... Uh, 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 you know, untouchable. I mean, uh, that is just a perfect, perfect album front to back. Uh, b- but also, it's it's not quite showing off what Trent's uh, production uh, would later become, yeah. or, or like White Zombie. Um, you know, it's it's like the the more time they got in the studio, the more they were able to kind of like dial in this really. Um, intense industrial sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe they maybe Dope was helped out a little bit by that. By the time they got into the studio, some of the uh, sort of the mastering or the the balancing of, of uh, leveling with all the different instrumentation going on mm-hmm. uh, seems like they had figured that out a little bit. But yeah, it, there 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 is maybe a little bit of a mix problem, not problem, but just. I, I feel like maybe a, a little bit of a muddiness in there. Yeah, I, and maybe that was just a limitation of the audio of the time or something like yeah. that. Like I love Ross Robinson's production. I will say the kick drums fall a little flat on a lot of those. Yeah. So you know, it's just everybody has their own but, different production styles. Yeah. But I would say, of the you know limited amount of industrial music that I've listened to, this is like on the better end of that spectrum oh and, for uh, sure it had more punch this entire album to me had more punch than i was expecting i i knew uh, you spin me around uh just from you know hearing it back in the day but that was 20 plus years ago uh so i kind of had an idea for that but i was expecting a lot more uh like slow plotting honestly just like meandering which i hate but this is like sure. this is like pretty good this is really good um i uh here we'll go ahead and start the next but this is a debonair oh my god uh, second track i'm excited for this one um the whole time i'm listening to these i'm like i'm hearing nine inch nails i'm hearing gravity kills i'm hearing ministry uh like uh not 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 as a, i'm not like me like to denigrate them or anything um i think they have their own like unique sound white zombie a lot of like white zombie um, but this is all stuff that I fucking love. And so I'm like, wow, this is just like all these great industrial bands like yeah. thrown into a blender. Uh, like early Marilyn, well, not, er, not early, early Marilyn Manson, but not recent Marilyn Manson. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> like Antichrist Superstar era Marilyn Manson. Yeah, for sure. Uh, matter of fact, on that same note, so this song was featured in one of my favorite film franchises, which is uh, the very first movie in the Fast and Furious franchise, ah, titled yes. Checks Notes, The Fast and the Furious from 2001. And about an hour into the movie, there is a scene where 
Johnny Tran gets taken down by a SWAT team. You remember this, of right? Tattooed on your memory. Of course. This song plays over it. The song track two debonair. Hell and yeah. back then, I was like, "Oh, I got I like this Marilyn Manson song. I gotta like try to track this down." Yeah. And I could never find it. And it's like, "Yeah, idiot," because it's not Marilyn Manson. And it wasn't until much later, but I had since forgotten about it. So when I was listening to this album last night, I actually went back. I rewatched that scene. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. This song fucking kicks ass. I literally have on my notes here, "Old Marilyn Manson." Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really, it really does have that vibe. But it's like a, it's like a. Um, I don't know what the word for it would be. It's not as like clinical as Marilyn Manson. Like it has a little bit more like kind of like emotion, like guttural emotion. Whereas I, Marilyn Manson can feel just so like kind of alien and cold sometimes, even though I, yeah. I, I like some of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like on this man, uh, it just has like a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. I think but. for me, with Manson, he has like the same like uh, raspy growl to his vocal, yeah. but the difference with Dope is there's more of a drive behind it, right? So the music is there. So when Edsel Dope like, you know, screams out these lyrics, it's the music behind it is supporting whatever that thought may be and i'll be straight up i haven't looked up any of these lyrics because that's not uh, yeah that's not important to me yeah but uh the lyrics yeah. i i figure it would be about what i would expect it's very much band. uh kind of like fear factory meets um uh oh my god i'm, I'm totally blanking on the uh uh, uh head pe oh no <laughs> It's very much like that kind of thing, like the idiot box in your tiny cubicle in your monkey suit, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I, I feel like theirs is like, um, it's like self-aware enough that it doesn't feel too just like that kind of like attitude. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it feels a lot more... Um, uh, it's just got it's got kind of like a it's got kind of like a stank on it. I don't know how else to like, Yeah. It has a stank on it. Um that what, that I, I kinda love. You know, it it's almost like profession professional wrestling in that I know that this is planned. Like yeah. I know the the actual like movement of the people is real. Like I could see there are people like flying through the air. I can see there are people playing guitar, drums, etc. Yeah. But I'm also like in on the fun aspect of it. Like, I don't think sure, it's sure, sure. like uh, true to life, like everything they're saying in between bouts or whatever. Right. I, I'm not believing every lyric that is on this to be like, this is my absolute take on everything. I, I, I feel like there's an artifice to it that I'm willing to yeah. buy into, though, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down for that particular ride. So, yeah. Uh, next up, we got Everything Sucks. Track three. I think this is... Uh, the song as a music video, if I remember correctly, because I, I watched one of their old music videos yeah. from this album, and um, let me see here. Yeah, everything sucks, and uh, it has the band playing one of those BMX cages. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fun, but they're okay. like, you know, bouncing around. It, I think the issue with Dope is that they look like what my non 
new metal liking friends think new metal is and in this particular case they're right you know yes. they yeah. they look exactly like that and they're a little like mean mugging to the cameras uh, you know they're performing to it and everything right but they're also like scrawny dudes who like yeah aren't really threatening but i think they know that yeah so you know just one of those things. Uh, I, I did see what you were talking about, you know, where, where their name came from. And it's literally uh, uh, Edsel said that uh, it came from when they were in New York, living in New York, they sold heroin on the streets, uh, which, you know, heroin is dope as slang for heroin. Um, and you watch the video, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. <laughs> These oh, guys definitely sold watched heroin. It too? I watched a couple different videos. Oh, okay. I, I I don't know if I I just had it on while I was at work. And I, I had like a I was watching their official channel, so I probably did see it, but I was just trying to get like a taste stuff. for 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 some of the some of the videos. So I yeah. watched just just to see what they looked like. Yeah, more than anything. Um, and if you told me that lead singer sold heroin uh, in New York in the '90s, uh, I definitely would not believe you. <laughs> There's no way. No. Ed sold dope. No. No. Way. No fuck away. Uh, apparently, they uh, their old merch uh, would always have like a heroin needle on it. Oh, okay. Nothing like broadcasting your <laughs> crippling addiction. I mean, you know. Um, this song right here. I know that sounds like scratching. In the uh, the music video, uh-huh. whenever that comes up, it's the keyboardist, his uh, his brother. Uh, what was his name? Fuck. Uh, he's making that scratching with a keyboard. Simon Dope. Uh, yeah, it's like he's he's uh, hitting the the keys with one hand and then doing the like pitch shifting, so it like moves the the notes back and forth. Looks like you're out of a job, Buckaroo. God damn it. Uh, I did have on here that this really reminds me of Gravity Kills a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, had that big, big time vibe on it. I like the um, the sound of the bass on this album. Um, it has like a cool growl to it, and I feel like it's more yeah forward in the overall mix than a lot of the other albums we've listened to in the uh, new metal timeline thus far. Yeah, uh, and I think it's probably because it's an industrial uh, tinged album yeah and um gotta have a good low end if you're gonna do industrial that's right because it's like danceable metals basically industrial. well like our grandfather's always said you, you gotta have a good low end if you're gonna do if you're <laughs> gonna do industrial metal you gotta have a good low end get her down he always said that before yep. he put a little bit of whiskey on my gums uh-huh. trying to go to sleep at night yeah he's he's Goddamn pussies today growing up. They don't know nothing about what we went through as kids when we had real strong job markets and strong labor union protections. These kids, these kids got the woke mind virus. All right, up next, we got sick. You know your grandmother is transgender, right? <laughs> it's like, wow, grandpa's... But she's one of the good ones, <laughs> all right? Not one of these freaks that reads to kid. I mean, okay, your grandmother read to you a lot as a kid, yeah. but not one of them. She's not like one of them. Okay. Goddamn. Now get your shoes. We're going to the Black Lives Rally. Black Lives Matter Rally. Black Lives Rally. Black- <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it. Can't get the words out. Anyway, uh, what are we on track? Uh, We're gonna track go one? see a live Black Lives Rally. It's, <laughs> it's it's Clint Black playing. <laughs> 
playing fuck the police for four hours straight. Oh, my God. This is sick. This is sick. Hey, go ahead and re- restart this mm, song, as a matter of fact, because right. uh, this is my favorite track on this album. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Turn, turn this up a little mm. bit. The the beginning, the intro, is like, I don't know. It's just four on the floor. It seems very, like, I can hear the metronome, like you know? Quick track, yeah. Yeah. I like this bass again. It reminds me of something, but I can't. But this part. It could part, be throwing a little bit of stank on there, but that's just me. See, this part kicks ass. Like, it ramps up, like, the rhythms. Oh. It throws some, like, extra shit in there, you know? This has got that uh, 1998 Matrix uh, movie trailer music vibe written all oh over it. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm seeing a title sequence in my brain right now. This summer. Yeah. Welcome to Circuitry Wars. <laughs> X versus Seaver. <laughs> I used to own X versus Seaver. Oh, I know you did. I oh borrowed it from you. <laughs> hell yeah, I watched that movie, and hell yeah, I liked it at the time. I was like, why is everybody mad at this? This is good. Yeah. Guys, it's right there in the title. They are going ballistic. This is an underappreciated gym. You what? <laughs> Read my lips. No new taxes also. <laughs> no new taxes. Ten years from now, this movie will be a Stone Cold classic. <laughs> I, I just like the uh, the extra attention to the rhythm here. Whenever I listen to I it. I will say I yeah. will I will fuck both Lucy Liu and Antonio Banderas. Go. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are in agreement. Um, but I... A lot of times when I listen to, like, industrial music, because there's so much electronics involved, so much programming, you have to have that click track to make sure everything stays oh, yeah, sequenced properly and in sync and all this stuff. The issue I run into is a lot of times those beats per minute are often low, so it's, like, very slow and plotting. And yeah. to me, that's meandering, and I've just got no time for it. But this is faster. And then also... Uh, with a lot of the songs on this, there's enough of an increase past the like mid-tempo range to where I'm like, oh, this is listenable to me, and I'm not so focused on being able to predict the next to like right. keep time in my head while they're doing that on their end. You know, it's not distracting yeah. to me. Uh, if people don't know, people who aren't musicians maybe don't know what a click track is. Um, uh, it, it is basically whenever you go into a studio, uh, you'll have a click, 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 click. It's like in a, the ear. an electronic metronome, essentially. Yeah, electronic metronome. Um, so, so everybody can be on the exact same, uh, exact same beat. Uh, and so, because oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, always when you're in the studio, you're not always just playing live as a band. Right. Um, you may you may do that, but you may only be doing that so that the guitarist can get his part in. So you may everybody may be playing, but you're focusing on just recording the guitarist. But everybody generally, either everybody or the drummer, especially the at least the drummer at very minimum, will have a click track in his ear so that he can play, you know, perfectly on rhythm. It's really weird though if you're not used to doing that. If you're used to playing in the garage when you're like you know a little kid and you don't play with a click track. Um, it's really, really strange the first time you do it because, like you said, you brought up a good point where you it feels slow. Mm-hmm. When you're playing with a click track, you're like, no, 
this part needs to be faster, even though technically, no, it should all be the same tempo. Yeah. Um, but a lot of bands just forego that. I'm on the I'm on the side of like who who gives a shit. But in in the case of something like this, where you have uh, drum triggers and all kinds of effects and uh, maybe pre-programmed stuff. Everything has to be perfectly on that. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be perfectly on that, or else um, when something is keyed up to this this uh, pre-recorded part or whatever, because because a band like this is going to have um, a backing track because you get so many elements going on that no one can play. You'd have fifteen people on stage to play every single little thing that's mm-hmm. happening in the music. So you're gonna have it. You're gonna have your main stuff: your guitar, bass, drums, keyboard, vocals, DJ, whatever your live instrumentation going on. But in the background, you're also going to have all the additional uh, programming production stuff. Not every band does this, of course, like punk bands, metal bands, you know, stuff like that. They're not going to have any of that. But for your pop musicians, uh, for electronic musicians, um, for for a lot of other bands that have any kind of additional programming, uh, you need to be specifically on that beat perfectly or things are going to sound fucked up. Mm Uh, so that, that's just an uh, explanation if people maybe were, didn't quite understand what a click track is. Yeah. And they use it a lot in like hip hop as well. Um, yes. You know, just to keep. Well, hip hop usually, I mean, hip hop the way it is, it's done now is all done on a computer, which mm-hmm. if you've ever seen a, if, if you've ever seen a computer, uh, I've never seen one. What does it look well, like? Well, you should take one out sometime. They're pretty neat. They just well, came you, out. You go into this big room, okay? Uh-huh. There are these filing cabinet size things. Yeah. They each have one megabyte of memory in them. <laughs> one kilobyte. Like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, they're a megabyte. Yeah. You're talking about a building. Um, uh, no. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? You're talking about the computers with oh, the. Uh, if you've ever seen like a, a person making music on a computer, you'll see there's lines uh, going up and down, um, uh, vertical lines going up and down, and those are basically your clicks. Mm-hmm. Those are where your like intervals for music is, are going to be. So you'll set your tempo, and then that'll space everything out. So whenever you lay in your drum beat, you'll make sure that this is on the one, the three, and then you'll make sure your hi hats on the two and the four, mm-hmm. and then you'll you know. Um, so you'll usually four, four, you're going to have four beats per four, whatever. Anyways, um, that's just a, I'm not going to get into that. Kimberly's ghost. <laughs> oh yes. Track um, five, Kimberly's ghost. Uh, to, just to add on to what you were saying about the click track and the whole thing, we're yeah. recording in GarageBand right now yes. and I was tempted to turn on the click track, but I was like, that might fuck up the recording. I was like, eh, it's not worth it. People no. can just like fill it in in their brains, but just go. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Um, Kimberly's Ghost. This this is a mad one for me. How do you feel about this one? Um, I I like a larger amount of the like choruses on this album than I expected to before yeah. going into like listen to the whole thing. I really thought a lot of this was going to be like the cold album that we did, but I like this chorus. Like it's not bad. Yeah, I, I just. I listened to it several times, and I'm like, this is one that, like, I would probably skip. Skip, okay. Um, not because I dislike it or think it's bad or anything. It's just, like, I think uh, there's there's other ones on here I just like a lot better. I see. Um, yeah, I mean, like, this one's all right. And this... Like, I, I don't feel like it just comes... I don't feel like it comes together all that well. For some okay. Reason. I don't know. Um, I think there's some elements in there that they could have buttoned up a little bit but 
but again, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we were about to do this, whenever you said dope, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I honestly, I was expecting another cold chamber. Like in my <laughs> yeah, head, little, that's what bit, dope yeah. was. Uh-huh. It was like just like cold chamber. It's just yeah. gonna be chugga chugga, no melody, no interesting rhythm. No, it's just gonna be you know, just cold chamber part two. Right. Um, I did not expect as much industrial to come out in this. So I was pleasantly surprised whenever I heard like all the industrial elements. I was like, fuck yes, this is great. I did not expect this. But uh, was pleasantly surprised the entire time listening to this. Yeah, I'm really curious to check out some of their like later albums because, um, like you were saying, I, I just thought this was a, a pleasant listening experience. Uh, certainly more so than what I anticipated. Now, yes, you know, it's possible that maybe later albums aren't uh, quite as up my alley. Dope, you know? dope albums, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but so did we'll you see. listen to some of them, or no? But you know, like a lot of these bands, whenever uh, I don't know. If they yeah. find success early on in their career, maybe that doesn't get carried forward and the production suffers and whatnot. But I hear you, yeah. Uh, I saw that they just released an album earlier this year. Right, yeah. And uh, I think I watched like a trailer for it or something like that. Or maybe it was like a tour they were doing with Static Even X, bands got trailers. Now they got a trailer for the trailer for the <laughs> band. I mean, I mean. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But, um,. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe they're kind of like coming back around and, you know, if, uh, more of their music is similar to this album. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd, be, uh, I'd be impressed with it. Yeah. You're going to back it up. Sorry. Sorry. This reminds me of you wouldn't download a car, would you? Okay. Oh, no, not this part. This. Oh. Like I with that font that's like, you wouldn't download a car, would you? It has the, you uh, wouldn't download a purse. As the police rollers, like, yeah. at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> yeah. FBI warning. Uh, Spine for you. Track six. This one I, I, li- I like more than, uh, than uh, Kimberly's Ghost. I think this is another fun one. You know, I, there were times I was listening to this. <laughs> I love the, the yeah. bass. Oh, fuck it. I Did talked you miss over. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here, back it up. We gotta get that bass. The bass. Yeah, that's cool. But I mean, like, that's the sound of a live bass player, you know? Instead of somebody just, like, hitting notes on a keyboard or, like, um, an Akai sampler to play the bass. It's just like... Um, yeah, I Did like you know that, that the, uh, the Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. Did you know that was not played on a live bass, played on a keyboard? I heard about this. Yeah, it's just Crazy. like, maybe it was like earlier this year, but it's like a very recent, like, discovery. I was like, yeah. wow, really? Yeah, I've seen the guy doing it. Um, it's it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a bass player. I, you know, I'm always, like, picturing a guy, like, with a stand up bass or whatever, even though it's. N- clearly not a stand-up bass yeah that's how i picture it in my brain right and like i'm imagining a guy holding this giant ass instrument and it's probably just like <laughs> a tiny ass midi keyboard you like touching it i was literally picturing like a midi bass one of those like weird electronic basses and guitars that they used to have like yamaha would have oh, yeah. them uh and, like not the cheap ones they were like expensive 
Uh, but man, those are some of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. Those old electric guitars. Oh, I want one though. Um, so I was listening to this album at work over the past, I don't know, I guess two weeks, whenever we, uh, got done with Colt Chamber. Yeah. Mercifully. (laughs) Nope. Still didn't do it. Um, but as I was listening to this, I was trying to listen to, to the album and listen to each individual song and try to guess the name of it just based on like. I don't know, whatever's repeated in the chorus or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, some of them, you're like, everything sucks. Okay, yeah, that's that makes sense to me. This one, I was like, I don't know. It could be like a couple of these different things. Then I looked at the title. It says, Spined for You. It was like, no fucking way I would have ever gotten that, you know? <laughs> so I'm wondering if some of these are working titles that have more of an edgelord quality to them uh, versus just like, I don't know. Like Seven Dust has that song, Waffle. It's not about waffles. Spoilers, it's not about waffles. I gotta leave now. Mm-hmm. I got something to take care of. <laughs> you gotta sell all your Ego stock. <laughs> um, excuse me. See, uh, hello, burp there. The drums here, it's it sounds like live drums could be programmed, but definitely like some of the like high pitched cymbals are like programmed. Yeah. I, I just like the sound of it. It all kind of works together, makes it sound interesting. Um, a lot of those early Nine Inch Nails albums, I understand why people like them. They sound a little bit like tinny to me. But, Tinner! T- yeah. But uh, this sounds like a more like fully... Uh, a full-bodied industrial sound. Mm. Something that I could uh, yeah. get behind, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Uh, this one really... Uh, it kind of it kind of gives me a little bit of a westward... Uh, stabbing westward vibe, almost. Um, it, it seems like it w- has a vibe that stabbing westward... Westward <laughs> should have had. Westward. Westward. Yeah, I love that drum, that drum programming that they're doing on it. Yeah. I don't think the the guitar playing is that like, um, it doesn't really like kick my socks off, but no, or knock my socks off. Jesus Christ, what is happening? I think I'm sundowning. Um, well, you and me both. <laughs> Let's sun down but, on each other. Yeah, let's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think it serves its purpose, especially with this type of music with industrial. I don't think of a lot of like heavy, like intense shredding or anything like that, you know? So it's like, okay, I kind of, right. I, I grant it some grace on but, that end of things. But also then you go and hear some of like what Wes Borland does over more electronic stuff. Like when you yeah. do stuff with the crystal method and you're like, you can really, you could take the guitar to some crazy places. Uh, one could, but, uh, they don't, not, not everyone. This is a uh, one fix. Another drug reference. Track seven. Oh, I just got it. Yeah. Yeah. The lyrics are about like, 
what I'll do to get a fix, and if I could just get that one fix, it's pretty predictable. Do you think Dope was ever in the running for like one of those Klondike bar advertisements? Those lyrics. What would oh. you do for a Klondike bar? Some fucking heroin, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, uh, sir. You can't. <laughs> you can't do that on a camera. Watch me. I'm Edsel. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, that sounded like I was making fun of him. Yeah. Um, uh, no, big, big, big support to anybody out there who's struggling with uh, substance addiction. It is not fun. Uh, yeah, that was another thing I thought, I guess, um, leading up to listening to this album, like before listening to it, is, uh, you know, I hate to, like, continuously beat up on Cold Chamber, but I did not enjoy either of those albums at all. Yeah. And uh, second one kind of worse than the first to yeah. me, to both of us, I think. And um, I, it really like kind of put put me in a mood of like, I'm not looking forward to listening to Dope. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be like a ton of, you know, drug references. And, you know, there are maybe a, a smattering of them on here. Yeah. But it's nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. No, no. And it doesn't seem like it's, as we're listening to one fix, it doesn't seem like it's glorifying the whole culture. It really, overall. It's, there's it's a couple more, little lines that are thrown in there, but yeah, it's not like, like, like Jay Z would rap about selling drugs back in the day, but it was like more of a means to an end instead of sure. like, Hey, look how cool I am. I can sell drugs. It's like, no, I'm doing this. Cause so I, I can money. like, yeah, I need money. And then yeah. I'm trying to start a rap career and then like, you know, move right. on from it. But I did see an interview with uh, with Edsel, um, him saying that it was a recent one too, and he's like, "We're not drug addicts. We've never been drug addicts." And I'm like, "Really? Hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe your definition of drug addict is different than mine. Maybe they were just selling then, or maybe they would like occasionally partake, but it's not anything that they, they like stuck with." Maybe they're just like really skinny guys. Maybe. I'm gonna put a big expert doubt up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, don't fully believe that. Well, look, uh, that interview that you're talking about, I saw it too. It was on Sesame Street. You can't lie to a Muppet. No. So. No. Oscar when, will get you. When Oscar popped out of the trash can, just filled with syringes. <laughs> hey, whose are these? <laughs> the whole band was like, not, not ours, Oscar. He's like, good, because you're not getting it back. <laughs> There's a little bit left in this one. He ripped Wormy in half. It was an intense <laughs> episode. It was fucked up. Oh. Yeah, no, they're, they're, uh, they do have a couple little lines that are, like, alluding to. But, like, this song is literally about, like, being fucked up. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, look. If, if you're selling T-shirts with, like, needles on it, Mm-hmm. and your band name is dope and you're selling heroin and then you tell me you're not a drug addict I just I I sorry <laughs> I don't believe you yeah um and this is having uh, been very close friends with and um uh, having several members of my family uh go through pretty pretty bad drug addictions um and so but then again he's made it this long if he's been a heroin addict for this long I mean Stranger things have happened, but uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, that was like, really? You, you've never been a drug addict. But, but mean, yeah. again, maybe his definition is like he never, you know, got 
maybe he got out of it before he got. But anyways, I mean, it, it's it's possible. Who am I to speculate on this? Yeah. This is his life. Um, next up, we got fuck the police. Track eight. The two the, cover songs on this. Album. I know. I was surprised by this when I saw this on the track list. I was like, are they, is this just like pure coincidence? Like, do they know there's already an NWA song called Fuck the Police? I was like, maybe they just like wrote a separate song and it just happens to be the same name? Negatory. I was wrong. Uh, it is in fact a cover of that one. Yep. And then like my my first immediate thought, I swear to God, was like, well, how come they didn't release this one on the radio? And it's like, <laughs> oh yes, call fuck the police. You get <laughs> yeah. super marketable. Yeah. I I wonder. If the record label was like, look, you guys got to put a cover on this fucking thing. And it has to be decades old or one decade old. Yeah, and they're like, the oh, yeah. okay, cool. We'll do one. And they do fuck the police. And the record label is like, well, fuck, they got us there. <laughs> they really? Okay. All right. We'll try Stankers. it. We'll give it a shot. Um, so there are some lyrical differences between this and... Uh, the, the uh, studio version, or the uh, NWA version. Um, there are, are more instances of the N-word in this version. Of well, the there's zero F instances of the N-word. Good. Of the N-word. Uh-huh. He, he does drop a couple uh, F-words. Oh. And not the fuck one, you know what I'm oh. talking about. Interesting. Um, so one they do say in the original version. Oh, okay. Um, but old old Eddie D Cherub over here. <laughs> um, Edsel. Uh, he he drops into the one in there. Mm. Good guy. Is it in place of an N word? Is that nope. what he was? Go what it's is just another one? What did they do? He so. It's like he changes up. Ugh, crap. Or they, like, change it to motherfucker or something? Well, because I think the original one has three verses. I think this one only has two verses. And the first one is, is pretty close to the original verse, but then the second one, like, goes, like, way off. There's, like, a couple things that are... Because uh, I was looking them up, like, side by side, trying to get an idea of, like what the difference was differences were mm -hmm. uh, but no then he just throws another F F bomb in there mm. but I mean we just missed one so oh okay I wouldn't Dog say one. missed but <laughs> I wonder if uh, they've evolved past that one you know like I don't know mm. these guys but I would hope I don't know Look, why, but our, it, our it, intro song is all in the family. Like, <laughs> but it's because like I know we're embracing it. You I know? know, like we're not act, we're not gay, but just right. the like cartoonish uh, interpretation. I know of I, that. I, 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 you I know, know. Um, I you know I would hope not. Uh, the guy seems pretty decent, but yeah. you know, where do I know? You know, only Glycon can judge us and know what's oh, in our hearts, you know. Only Glycon can judge us. He's a big snake with the head of Paris Hilton. I'm Alan Moore. Have you been to Denny's and had the Grand Slam? 
He's got to like just normal shit, right? You know? Uh, people give him so much shit. But if you watch like, if you actually like watch a full video with him, the man is fucking hilarious and kind of an absolute joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think people love to like put the grumpy old wizard man on him a lot. Uh, but if you, and you know, of course the comic book, you know, they're going to go with the clickbaity thing where he's like, Batman is for 15 year old incels, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, and they'll pluck that thing out, but then they'll leave all the other context out of it where like he, look, Alan Moore's not an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. and he's written some of the best Batman stories of all time. He's written some of the best comic books of all time. Mm-hmm. So I think people need to um, lay off the man. He, I feel like he's a complicated figure, you know? Yes. Not, not like, problematic, necessarily. No. As far as we know, we're recording this on December 12th, 2023. Time we, we have no... No, I don't think, he, I don't think, he's, I don't think yeah. he's remotely uh, problematic. I would hope not. I've but... read so much of his stuff. Like, I, like, even his, like, novel, his non-comic book work, Settle down. Um, uh, like I've read all of like Dr- Jerusalem and, and all of this stuff. Um, uh, no, I think people get the, the the wrong impression. He went on the Simpsons and let them make like a Watchmen babies joke. Like mm-hmm. the man has a fucking incredible sense of humor. He, he just people. I don't know. I feel like he leans off. into the uh, the curmudgeon of he, it all. Oh, a absolutely. Bit, you know, he and... knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. That's why whenever he's going into his like wizard spiel, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I wish." That literally what I said earlier when he's talking. Like he he. So Alan Moore is comic book writer, famous comic book writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote Watchman, Watchman, Batman, um, the Batman. Uh, from Hell, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, a lot of other shitty movies were based on his amazing work. <laughs> yeah. um, but he, uh, he he's like a practicing chaos magician. Um, so like a cultist. Much like Knuckles the Echidna exactly. from the Sonic the Hedgehog mythos. Exactly. Chaos control. <laughs> um, but he, he invented his own god um, that's a giant talking snake with the head of Paris Hilton. Oh, has okay. That's literally how he describes his, has, how he describes Glycon. Oh, I thought Glycon existed before Alan Moore. No. So uh, there is a yes, there is technically a figure Glycon that existed pre Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's taken from like old, I don't know, Mesopotamian or whatever. But he's like repurposed it for his own. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole thing with chaos magic is you. You basically invent your own magical system. When mm-hmm. I say magic, I don't mean like card magic. I mean like occult sorcerer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, witchy kind of magic. Um, so he's like made made like a new version of Glycon. He's rebooted Glycon, New Fifty Two. <laughs> Intervention next up, Drag Nine. Which again, I'm like, okay, you've never been a drug addict. All right. Maybe some of this stuff is, like, from the outside looking in or whatever. Could be. Could be just a fucking liar. You hear me, Edsel? What do you think about his vocals on this album? I was about to say, this reminds me of Pitch Shifter a lot. You know, I, I heard that, but, like, in some of the, um, the like, bass 
some of the bass guitar like crunchiness reminds me of uh, some of the uh, the bass on that first pitch shifter album. Yeah. Or pitchshifter.com. Yeah. This song for sure. I uh, really dug this. But when I was listening to it, I was like, man, this is extremely like British underground industrial right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm not knocking. Do you like his vocals on this album? I do. Yeah, I do. Actually, a lot. I was really prepared as I was like, you know, maybe like four or five tracks deep into this album. I was like, oh, he's really doing this like doubled up singing into a uh, oscillating fan yeah. vocal approach throughout the entire album. And he does, but it it works the entire uh-huh. time for me. And I really don't get bored with it. I like the overall tone of it. And it's, it is kind of like, not literally one note, but, you know, kind of the same thing each time. But I feel like each song is interesting enough. And I enjoy yeah. the album as a whole enough to where I'm like, well, he did it. You know, it's it, it reminds the perfect me, heist. It reminds me a lot of, like, Rob Zombie. Oh um, yeah. He kind of he kind of doesn't he doesn't have like a like a range. He doesn't really do singing in the classical sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like unique, and he finds a way to make it work. Yeah. Um. So for that, I I, I applaud the guy. But yeah, I definitely got some some Rob Zombie uh, vibes from his singing. We got a lead guitar part here. What? Gonna have to intervene on them. You know, uh, we talked over Fuck the Police, and that was the track that had the NYC Dope Choir singing backup vocals. Um, so there's that. Uh, All right, oops. I didn't, I haven't paid attention enough while listening to that song to like hear it at any point. Yep. But there it was, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, America the Pitiful. <laughs> yes, track 10. Track 10. Got so, him. So let's talk about the album cover here, right? Since we're talking about America. Yeah. Um, the album cover for the 14-track version on streaming services is just like a charcoal gray background. Dope is in this like type font in like right. orange. And that's kind of it. But whenever you look up the album on like wikipedia or if you look at the 13 track version of this album it's like gray and black american flag design in the background yeah i was like why did this change and it feels like it changed like we would typically see it change the other way you know it would be like the plain background and then later on 9-11 happens they're like no but we like war so now we're gonna have the flag but it happened the other way and then what you were telling me about um, the die motherfucker die thing and how soldiers really like glommed onto that for yeah. the wrong reasons, likely. I'm wondering if this is kind of like a subtle thing like, no. <laughs> we're, no. We're taking that shit out of the equation. Maybe. But on his Thieves video, he literally had his face painted like an American flag. But that, that was probably ironical. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in that interview that I was talking about earlier that I, I listened to with him, he, he was talking about how uh, post 9-11, uh, how a lot of um, like labels and just people in the musical in- music industry in general didn't really want to associate with them because their lyrics were like like violent and aggressive. 
and how that um, really kind of like affected their he, he feels like it affected their early like popularity because hmm. they were you know really critical of America for one and then they you know, also had like a pretty, pretty aggressive uh, uh, aggressive lyrical content and uh, he feels like those two things kind of put some breaks on their popularity well in that context what do you think about the title felons and revolutionaries i assume he's talking about america i one would have to assume like with the original cover design and yeah Um, that i mean you know it's 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 dipping into that a little bit too much uh head pe territory uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, again, I, I I think I think uh, just listening to this is fun enough. So mm-hmm. politically, I I, I kind of roll my eyes at a lot of it because I did read a lot of. I don't know if I read all the lyrics for every single song, but I was reading along to most of the lyrics while I listened to this. Yeah, and there are some certainly some lyrics, and I'm like, Meh. but they're not like they're in that vein. Uh, like the same vein as you know, like a head PE, but they they feel like they were done with some intelligence, mm. whereas head PE just sounds like a really dumb guy trying to make those points. I'm sorry, it just does. Or like, yeah, uh, was it wasn't there another band that that I probably that I didn't like because the lyrics were just so goddamn like juvenile, like. Could have been like maybe Biohazard or something like that. Maybe maybe that was it. That that sounds. I'm trying right. to think about something that was like politically charged, but also you just know like just like super cre- careful. Like yeah. politically charged, but by a dumb person. Yeah, he seems like, or at least like, it, maybe isn't smart, but it's just it's just not as cringy. I don't know. There's just yeah. I can't think of a better. I can't think right now. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got shit life track eleven. That was shit one thing life. that I noticed is uh, I was really expecting this album to be very like. Edge Lordy, and there's I will say there's some of there's that some. on here, but not enough to like bother me, you know? Right. And I don't know. I feel like uh, they should be commended for that because yeah. maybe they're just not like maybe at their shows they go on some like crazy tirade about like you know <laughs> the, the election was stolen or some shit. I would hope not, but we don't know because sure, uh, uh, you know, yeah. but not been in attendance to one of those. But I would feel like by now we would have heard about something like this because yes. I hear about yeah. enough shit about fucking uh, Alpha Cuck Aaron Lewis's uh, exploits as a solo artist and whatnot, and he like, like I'm not actively seeking that out, but it's just like in the headlines. Ackle, you know, yeah, A C A L. Oh, wait. Alpha. Oh, that doesn't work. Alpha Cuck Aaron Lewis. Uh-huh. I was trying to do an A cab, but. Ackle. All Aaron Lewis's are cooks. <laughs> this song. This is another one that I was like, kind of like. I mean, this is one of those songs where it's like, okay, this is kind of what I expected the whole album to sound like, you know? Sure. It's a little bit more meandery, but also, this is one of the first songs we've gotten to and this is track 11 where it's slowed down a little bit this one's more of like a yeah a vibe song than i don't dislike it but no no it, it it is sort of like i 
If I was gonna cut and cut a track, I would do like this one or Kimberly's Ghosts personally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that's again, like they're not bad. A pretty good yeah. uh, run through this album, and th- that was another thing. Is this album altogether? Let's see, uh, just the 13 tracks. The original release is about 48 minutes, with the bonus track released a year later, about 51 minutes. So still fairly like respectful of time. You know, yeah, too bad. It knows you've got shit to do. You know, yeah. you've got to get to school. Yeah. Uh, you got to sell that H. Uh, to your classmates, you know, you gotta make it. Uh, you stashing everything in uh, your friend's tuba. Today it's all fentanyl. Give me a break. Um, so the genre tags for this album was new metal, of course, industrial metal. Obviously, I hear that. Sure. And then, uh, you know, this is all per Wikipedia. The third genre tag for this is speed metal. I thought that was odd. I did not sense that at all. I don't. Hmm. I don't remember a song that I would call speed metal on. No, uh-uh. feels like a uh, misnomer. It'd be like if somebody was like, "Oh yeah, you'll like this dope album. It's speed metal and I don't know folk." It's like, actually, both, I would be down with that. Both are accurate in that they're not. You know, like. <laughs> but I, I feel like uh, new metal and industrial metal kind of like say everything that needs to be said on. On that, it's just. Yeah. You were talking about how you could pick up uh, a little bit of this band, a little bit of this band, a little bit of this band. Um, so I told you uh, an episode or two ago, possibly three, that I was watching that Blue Beetle movie. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The DCEU movie. Uh, it just came out. It's on Max. Uh, I watched about half of it at the time that we were talking about it. And I was yeah. like, man, I'm really enjoying this. It could whiff the ending, but for right now, about halfway through, I'm digging it. Okay. Uh, I ended up finishing it um, I don't know a week or two ago and the whole thing is like fucking fun and I will say it's it's good it's not like high art by any means but I would say like out of the DCEU movies that's one of the ones I would go back and rewatch but it does a similar thing in that it takes like some of the best parts from the MCU Iron Man movies uh, well I guess the only Iron Man movies uh, the MCU Spider-Man movies uh, Miss Marvel and it like kind of Puts them all together, but it's all the best parts, and then you've got a little bit of like extra seasoning on it, and it's just it just works as a cohesive unit. So I think there is something about taking from these various sources, but as long as you're taking the best parts of those and making it sure. good on your end, uh, you know, yeah, I think it's a worthwhile effort. There to do are so. only like six or seven stories. Yeah, boy fucks cat. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> um this is wake up this is a banger for me wake okay yeah do you like this song uh let's go and play it now this is the one with the aforementioned dj lethal i'm just gonna pull up my notes here i know his name is dj lethal and it's likely that he plays like he's credited as turntables or potentially yeah, dj sure. let me scratches just pull up my yeah. yeah scratches you know wiki wikis <sighs> you know you um Sure. Let me let me pull this up here. Let's see DJ. Okay, uh-huh. we're there. Yeah. Lethal. Oh, okay. Biscuit. Last uh, name. Yeah. Him. Okay. There we go. Biscuit Zone. Now, let's see here. Credits. Mm-hmm. Screaming hummingbird on track twelve. Hey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear it. Even even knowing that, 
I'm having a hard time. I'm guessing it's that. Right? I was thinking that it is something that happens like toward the bridge or whatever. It's not really like scratching necessarily. It's just like um, adding atmosphere and like programming or something like that. You could almost say. God damn it. That he's using his turntables like a hummingbird. Uh, it's the best like counter argument <laughs> I've heard. It's like turntables are basically just like a guitar. No, dude, it's like a fucking hummingbird, bro. It's like a hummingbird. It's like a hummingbird. I uh, should do Jim one of those bro. things where I like get real like passionate about it, and like halfway through, like a really intense like sentence, I just like cut away, and I'm like, is that a glass of sugar water? <laughs> Looking for a cow. <laughs> <laughs> right, hear. Right, I so like this guitar the... part here a lot. Yeah, yeah. Has some stank on it. Yeah, some stank on that. Alright, so we're coming to the bridge here. Let's see if we can find it. There it is. There's some light ziggy ziggy. It's really like low in the mix, it's though. Really low in the mix. But like it is a false ending here. And At least he got back. paid. Yeah. It's weird that it comes back with this. I love it. It's so weird. It is weird. It's like oh, a Sega game. <laughs> you can hear the polygons. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he was just like in the studio one day and they're like, hey, do you want to come over and bring your turntable? It's like, okay. But you got any heroin? I'm not going to try hard, but sure. We'll, <laughs> we'll give it a go. You, um, you know, it, his scratches were like high in the mix, but also it's not like anything that's like, not anything like too incredible. It's kind of just like him passively moving the, the record around. But hey, you know what? I'd rather have some DJ lethal than none, so. You know, respect to Dope for, for sure. that. Let's move on to track 13. This was originally the last track on the album, the original release back in September of 1999, but this uh, was later bumped down on a uh, uh, subsequent release. I don't know where I'm going with this. I am nothing. I am nothing. Dope. This one really reminded me of Rob Zombie big time. Oh, really? Like, listen to his uh, vocal and again, I'm not not knocking the guy. It just gave me gave me Rob Zombie vibes. Boy, this really like reminds me a lot of the previous track of Wake Up. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, don't know. I like this. This reminds yeah. me of uh, the Propeller Heads a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. That it does. Uh, that lobby scene in the matrix this song is uh four minutes 12 seconds long 412 very popular highway 
in this part of uh, Oklahoma we live in. There's Four a twelve, dude. <laughs> I'm the spark. <laughs> A week out and like a day from Hitler's birthday, D. Oh. Let's get dry, bruh. I <laughs> 21. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't 21. tell you. Uh, 21. <laughs> I vote for all, all 21 Savage ad libs now to be voiced over by Hank Hill. 21. 21, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Propane. Puggy. Uh, wait, what'd you say? Puggy. <laughs> stupid. I don't know why. why. Luario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't tell I you, but it. I was on my way to work uh, over the weekend. And uh, on my way there, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to do you a favor. You told me that uh, you want to get me into 21 Savage. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So, on my way to work, I did this of my own volition. Okay. I pulled up Apple Music. Okay. I found all of his top songs. I listened to, like, it has uh, the first eight listed there on the front. So, here's what I did. Here's what I did. Okay. I just started from the most popular See? and let it play on the way down. Occasionally, I, I would give this song, like, a minute and a half. Which I feel like is generous to mm-hmm. get my attention. I feel like that's a verse and a chorus. Sometimes if he's a, a feature, I would just let it play to the end to get his verse. And uh, I got through eight songs. I disliked eight songs. Okay. Here's a problem with that. Is he has crossed over into the pop world now. So uh-huh. all of his most popular songs are going to be songs that are like... At the very least, like teenage friendly you know like not like he's got some stuff on some mixtapes and some uh like features on some other artist stuff um and he's got a couple albums that are just like straight studio albums of his but they're not the ones that like he's going for the for the for the tiktok Mm. demo i i appreciate what you did there i tried but that yeah you know, it's like if you listen to the top 12, like, Kanye songs or something. It's mm. maybe not the best example. Uh, but you're going to get, like, a lot of poppy stuff in there, you know? Mm. Like, a lot of, like, top 10. Ra- but you're not going to get, like, the deep, hard-hitting Kanye or the old-school boom-bap Kanye. That's not going to be in the top. She takes my money. I mean, that's you know, a deep cut. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like or, 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 like, uh, Migos might be a better one. We're, oh, like... God. Where, like, Migos has gotten so stuck now into this, like, pop world because uh, that's where they're making their money. Pissing on them titties. But I'm telling you. on them titties. There's some, there some old Migos that fucking go so goddamn hard. And, like, it's not what they're doing at all anymore. Are they called Migos because there's three of them and it's supposed to be, like, three Migos? Uh-huh. Okay. I cracked the code. Yeah. I did it. Migos. Hmm. Um... Oh, I'll, 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 I'll send you a couple songs. Okay, all right. Okay, it's all good. Um, so you spin me around. Well, l- let's talk about this. So, uh, I am nothing. That was the last track. And can you go back and play the end of that that song real quick? Because 
it does have like a it it sounds like an album ender potentially it's got this like sample of people chanting or something like that oh yeah Revolution has come. Time to pick up the gun. And shoot some bow light. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. I want to write a song now. I want to write a rap song uh, where I do ad libs with uh, Hank Hill. <laughs> Hank Hill and Tim Allen. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Or, or, I got a bitch and she's super fly. Uh? <laughs> do you uh, do you remember the episode of Home Improvement where at the end of it, uh, what was the youngest son's name? Mark, I think. Oh, yeah, he, went he becomes golf. a goth or whatever. Oh yeah, of but, course. But before that, when he was little, I think it was maybe yeah. like one of the earlier seasons. He's a little shithead. <laughs> I don't know what's mean. Uh, there's a a it's like a Christmas episode, and at the end of the episode. I don't remember what happened in it, but at the end of the episode, he walks out the front door, he looks up in the sky, and we hear jingle bells, and it's insinuated that Santa Claus exists in the Home Improvement universe, and nobody ever addressed it. I do feel like that, yes. That's fucked up. That's the thing that TV shows used to do. There's an episode of Friends, like season one or two, where Phoebe gets possessed by a ghost of like a married couple or something like that, or like a... Maybe it's like her aunt or something like that. And they never bring like it up bug? again. Do I? Like a bug? Oh, no. Not that aunt. 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 Oh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Give a guy a heart attack. It's late. Right. <laughs> <laughs> TV shows. Okay, so let's move on to track 14. This is the bonus track that was added after... The initial release in September of 1999. So this album was re-released on June 17th of 2000. So less than a year later, I think mm-hmm. this is where the record label was like, "Hey, wait a minute! They did do a cover, but we can't say it out onto air. <laughs> we can't do that." So they were like, "Let's let's do it again, but this time do it the the widest possible song you can think of." And this is a cover of Dead or Alive's "You Spin Me Round" (parentheses like a record) (close parentheses) by Dope. Like a flow rider song, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't the, he do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, okay. <laughs> this is like the, this is like the two versions it, it of the song like I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like him and Kesha, I think. That sounds right. I do think this is like a pretty good cover. It's solid. Like, yeah, that bass. I can't tell if it's electric or slap. I think it's, it's, hard it's to tell. too clean to be. Yeah. I think it's electric. Oh, maybe Outcast got to it. Oh, God. Yeah. Comes out dressed like Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's, he's Andre 3000, uh, plays the flute now instead of uh, rapping. He's living his best life. He's doing what he wants. He's deserved it. You know? I mean, I'm not going to be mad at him. Honestly, it's the my favorite New Age album I've listened to all year. <laughs> Same. Oh, the only one. I listened to the whole thing. Round, 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 round. You 
Is he? Is that his? Is that his own voice doubled up, or does he have a backup? It sounds like it. It sounds like he's maybe singing like the higher. I don't remember seeing additional vocals him. anywhere. No, I think this is all him. Okay. But yeah, I feel like this is one of the only instances where he's done that on this album. Mm. This is clearly the most poppy song on this album, but uh, that's because they're covering a pop song. Song so fucking rules. It's it's good. It's a really fucking good cover. Yeah, it's I, solid. I also like that they just tack this on at the very end of the album instead of... Yeah. Well, I, it's, I, it's a late edition, so it's like, yeah. are you going to redo the numbering? I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past some record labels to like, no, you need to wedge this in there. We're going to fuck up your like, yeah. sequencing of your album. You're going to wedge this in there. It's going to be the first track now, and then, you know, uh, at least they didn't do that. I, I'm not wild about the opening track. Uh, j- yeah. Just from the, I like the song. I'm, I guess I'm not wild about like how the album intros, but yeah, sure, I sure. I prefer that over having this be like an intro track or oh, whatever yeah. you know. Um, but hey, you know what? It, it sounds like uh, a, a I'm sure this song is uh, responsible for approximately eighty percent of uh, <laughs> two hundred and eighty thousand album sales. Uh, not to, mm. I mean, not not to like slam on them, but yeah. um, you know, I know it was re-released, and that's. Yeah. It sounds like that's when they kind of got a little bit of attention on them. I don't know. I feel like they're like a workhorse band, and th- they they yeah, almost seem yeah. like I'm sure they were putting in the work for yeah. sure. But to get them to where they were at, yeah, I'm sure I mean, that's. I mean, look, that and that's like kind of the blueprint after, uh, Lynn yep. Biscuit did Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, was to you know cover some cheesy '80s song and make it like, uh, you know, like modern. Yeah. And then uh, uh, people can go, oh, I remember that, but also this is fun to listen to, mm-hmm. you know. And it's new, and it's you know, you get the you get the older people that are like, hey, I remember this song, and then you get the younger people that are like, oh, this is fun. It, it just it just brings the whole family together, is what I'm trying to say. And then you get the zero percent of the population that's like. Are they doing fucking shock the monkey? <laughs> I love that song. We that's my monkey. favorite song. Nobody you can't even cover it. a song, right? That song it's is bad to begin with. I do. I fucking hate that song. I actually just do sledgehammer. I <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe that one was like a few extra dollars. They're like, ah, fuck. Well, <laughs> I, we shot the monkey for. I look. I, I'll tell you what I can do. We spent all the money on Ozzy Osbourne. Look, I yeah. Uh, I can't do sledgehammer. What I can do. <laughs> I can do Shock the Monkey for you real good. You don't monkey with the monkey. We all learn great, but you don't monkey with the monkey. Um, I don't know. I ran the I ran Shock the Monkey, like the Peter Gabriel version, yeah. by some of my, like, uh, non-new metal friends. I know that's not a new metal song. Sure. But I just, like, ran that song by them. Uh, that They're much closer to that type of music than I am. I was like, look, I I am respectful of everyone's opinion, but I will not tolerate anything other than acknowledging that this song is fucking trash <laughs> peter gabriel has ruined reality for us and unanimously everyone agreed with me i was like yeah thank you that's all i wanted shock okay. the monkey is a bad song every possible way it just needs to go okay we can't have it i think there is something to be said for that era of production 
it's unique. It was a short period of time where there was this big reverby, empty hall drum sound that like, you know, I'm sure Genesis and, you know, uh, you know, kind of helped kick off. But uh, I, I find interesting. Counterpoint. No. Okay. Let's move on. So uh, that is it. That's the entirety of Felons and Revolutionaries by Dope from 1999. Also 2000. You know, split the difference. Hey, man, do whatever you want, brother. Hi, day. So uh, we've talked about the album, track by track. We've talked about uh, the entire thing, you know, the cover, mm-hmm. the title, other things related to it. Yes. Um, Alan Moore's influence on it. I don't know. Dying pets. Know. Dying pets. All of it. <laughs> Everything you expect from a nudist colony episode. <laughs> so let's talk about our ratings for this album. As we normally do, we are going to rate this album on a scale of zero to seven new metal guitar strings. Oof. Ross Lichtai, what are you going to rate this album by Dope? Five. Wow. Wow. What's, what's the reasoning behind that? Okay, I mean, seven's perfect. Yeah. Six is like, you got a couple songs off, but otherwise, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Five is like, this is all really fucking solid, but but it's not, like, if we could do half, I would be like 5.5. 5. I would be like, mm-hmm. but I, calling it a six feels like, no, This the other things that I've given sixes to I can't give a six to this. I just, I really, really enjoyed it, and it surprised the hell out of me how much I, how much I ended up liking it, um, because I had no experience with them whatsoever. Um, and I also know, look, this is a nostalgia-based podcast. A lot of my sixes and sevens are going to go to bands that I love, that I have a nostalgic attachment to, because mm-hmm. that's just like that's, that's just what it is. This is my personal. This is my personal enjoyment of it, not like how I would rate it as like an an academic, you know, or anything mm-hmm. like that. This is just like how much I enjoy it. I enjoyed it as a five. That's good. I don't want anybody to think that that's bad. Seven's perfect. Six is just below. Five is like. Well, look, I mean, on the scale, zero to seven, right? Four yeah. is, is the, the middle point, right? Right. Yeah. So. But see, I liked it. Yeah. It's, so it's it's better than average, right? Four would be an average. Better than average. But def, yeah. Be, definitely. But not better quite than average. like. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, something. If I had heard this back when it first released, I think I would have really been into it, honestly. Um, because I was into this type of music at the time. Like we talked about, we were like into Gravity Kills. I, you know. I've always loved like Nine Inch Nails and and uh, all, all all them industrial guys, um, ministry and all that. So like, this just like passed me by for some reason. Just I don't know why. Just didn't catch on. Never got on radio play anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the nostalgic attachment. If I'd had the nostalgic attachment, it is quite possible that this could have made a six. I don't know if it would have made a seven because like I said, there's like one or two songs on there that I'm like, mm, yeah, I could just take these off sure yeah so so i think i think five is like perfectly respectable yeah um like you know it's a b plus yeah you know yeah it's not like an a plus not an a minus b plus it's fucking solid i was a b i was a b plus student all through high school must have been nice i can't even count to b are you kidding me and i'm told my name has one in it it's like an eight with a straight 
you would know anything about that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so a five from you. Yeah, what are you giving it? Well, so I've I've been thinking about this. I, I was leaning toward a number, like on the first listen, I was uh-huh. like, oh, it's going to be this number for sure. Okay. Then I've listened to it a few more times, and I was like, oh, maybe I, I came in too hot with that opinion, you okay. know? Okay, okay. Uh, like I came in like very with very strong like positive feelings toward it, and then I later I yeah. started to back down on. It. I was like, eh, maybe maybe it's not quite there, but then I'm going back and forth on it, and I'm like, you know, this is the problem with rating something a guitar string is like you can't really have half a string. That's you know, yeah, yeah. but it's better than a one to five scale. We've got a little bit more uh, more nuance with two extra layers, and then you know, of course, a zero. Yeah, but like part of me was like. I feel like this is maybe a four and a half typically. Okay. But I can't rate a half string. So which direction do I go? Do I go four? Do I go a five? You know? And I feel like this album is better than average. Mm-hmm. So I too am going to give this a five. Handling club. And oh my God. Just like uh just nut to butt all day, you know? Mm. Nut to butt and yeah. butt to nut. Mm-hmm. Um I I am not the biggest industrial music fan. There are certain bands that have some like uh tinges of that, like Gravity Kills. I would throw yeah. maybe Pitch Shifter in there. Yeah. Uh sure. a couple of uh maybe other songs. Nine Inch Nails, you know, kind of old timers, yeah. but there is like a very specific thing. Yeah. Um and I feel like if someone were to tell me, Hey, I've got this industrial band you should check out, I would immediately be like, I'm good. And then if they were like, yeah. no, but it sounds like the first Dope album, I would be like, oh, okay, I'm in. Yeah. So because of this album's ability, capacity, and doggone love for me, I'm going to rate this a five. And uh, yeah. I, I think that is a solid score from two people who battered and broken from the previous oh, uh, previous album review of the, the Cold Chamber we needed sophomore this. effort. I was prepared to – I was trying to stay positive, but I was also hesitant about, like, oh, this is going to be annoying and bad. Yeah. And it wasn't either of those things. No. It could have been. But, no, it, it uh, took all the best lessons from uh, similar yes. uh, musicians. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it reworked them together in a way that's palatable and yeah. that I can appreciate. So – uh, two five-string uh, reviews from the nudist colony. Congratulations, Dope. Not it's bad. The, the, the highest honor you could ever Not hope bad. for. Two dipshits from Oklahoma being like, I this Dope album is pretty, honestly, is pretty good, guys. Yep. You did it. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, is New York, do you know them <laughs> Ninja Turtles? Do you, you know Dave Bramley? Did you get him heroin? <laughs> did you get a nerd, nerd, nerd turtles heroin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is the X-Man's like? I cannot talk right now. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, what uh, What are we... Uh, so the, we next, the album reviews. Yeah. The, the next thing is where is New Metal at this point? New Metal at this point. Mm-hmm. Um you know what's weird is like a lot a lot of these industrial bands that we've covered that we are like is this really new metal or not mm-hmm. you know and and uh, oftentimes I'll like see an interview or something where they're like we never considered ourselves new metal we considered ourselves metal or industrial or something like that mm-hmm. um uh in one of the interviews that I read he was like yeah we're new metal hey like there you go he owned it yeah 
seem to just own it. So like I'm like yeah. I'm like dude hell yeah I mean I mean th- this is just you know uh uh you know he invited himself to the barbecue if you understand what I'm saying yeah um no he uh, uh where new metal is right now I mean you know I think we're still we're still riding high um Woodstock yeah. '99 has happened at this point yes mm-hmm. and so I think the critical eye is starting to. Uh, come upon uh, this new metal Mm -hmm. and people are starting to uh, not, you know, kind of not be, be a little bit critical of it and see it as misogynistic and violent. Um, Yeah. uh, And, you know, in some cases they're right. Some cases are wrong. Um, Limp Bizkit did nothing wrong. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's, I think we're, you know, we're still there. We haven't seen a, we haven't started to see in the decline, the whiplash yet. No. And I would say like, as far as um, uh, new metal bands that have a an electronic uh, component to their music, I feel like Dope is one of the best mm-hmm. uh, representations of doing it well. Uh, I think yeah. Orgy did it pretty well, but I feel like Dope really kind of like I don't know they they had more uh, drive to their first album than I felt Orgy did. Yeah, and uh, again, you know, does this kind of a uh, Getting close to perfecting that formula. I guess you could say, uh, do it. Say it. Dope is pretty dope. Holy shit, dude! That just that is. A, hey, again, we're gonna, that Swish. that was said on December twelfth, twenty twenty three. So we don't know if Alan Moore is problematic, <laughs> but we do know dope <laughs> is dope. Okay, brother. Hell yeah, dude. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about what we're going to discuss next week. So um, and kind of lay out our schedule for. Uh, the rest of uh, this year going into next year. So uh, next week on December 22nd, Friday, December 22nd of 2023, that's going to be, I cannot speak. It's, it's for good reason. It's going to be our final episode of this year. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, so there's not going to be an episode on December 29th, nor will there be an episode on January 5th. We'll come back Sorry. on January 12th. Uh, we're going to be yep. recharged Ross has promised to follow through with writing intros and outros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. I'm going to do it. For that year. For the entire year. For the entire year. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're, we're expecting a lot. Okay. We're, it's all writing on this. Okay. It's all come down to this. <laughs> so uh, next week we're going to do um, – a, a uh, kind of uh, 2023. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it's never not funny now. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to do a, a retrospective for the year, essentially. So, uh, yep. kind of uh, the best of 2023. Uh, we'll probably talk about some new metal, but uh, it's it's kind of uh, uh, a reason to go back and look at the the highlights of the year sure. from uh, entertainment in general. So, movies, music, uh, TV, comics, um, any other stuff. You know. Yep books if you're so inclined um mm. so that will be the final episode of this year it comes out on uh what would i say the 22nd of this year december 22nd yeah and then the next album we discuss and again we we've got uh, a few weeks until then on january 12th okay now this is not what you might think of as a new metal album and i told you before we started recording I don't know that this fully classifies, mm-hmm. but there's enough 
of a a uh, a taste of new metal. You okay. know, it's like a a charcuterie board of different music genres and new metal. There's some new metal jam that you can dip a cracker in, and you're like, okay, okay, I get it, I get this. Do I know this band uh-huh. pretty well? Yes, and you've uh, we have both owned this album, Bloodhound Gang. Uh huh. And the name of the album is Hooray for Boobies. Hooray for Boobies. Hell yeah, dude. God damn. So the next album review. So what a fun way to kick off. 2024. This is going to be fun. I've not listened to that album in a long time, and I listened to the hell of it back in the day. I know. So this is yeah. this will be interesting. I've got this on a nostalgia playlist, and every once in a while, I'll go through there and uh, listen through it. But uh, there's some like fun little like weird like skits and shit on there. Uh, so we really don't get a ton of that in new metal proper. Uh, but uh, the Bloodhound Gang is prepared to dabble in that. We've talked about the Bloodhound Gang a little bit on that Vanilla Ice episode. Where uh, Rob Van Winkle, as uh, a lot of people know, Vanilla Ice. Yes, yes. Um, yes. He did his same verse uh, for his album that he did on uh, the Bloodhound Games uh, sophomore album. Jesus. But look, uh, it turned the whole thing. Look, the album was pretty good, sure. all in all. Um, so, yes. It'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Hooray for Boobies by Bloodhound Gang on January 12th. Come back. Check that out. Uh, a link to our Spotify playlist where you can find that album and all of the other albums in order from Tudor to Snooter are right there. <laughs> Throw that shit on uh, shuffle and uh, give it a listen. Um, you're probably not going to like most of it, but yeah. there's also some bangers on there. So sure. enjoy. Uh, you have uh, the link for that is in the show notes. All of our contact information is in the show notes as well. And, uh, yeah, so that was uh, the final album review for this year, Ross. Yes. I am done talking. My throat is so tired. Okay. Take us on home. Okay. Give me a beat. <laughs> Fuck the police coming straight from the underground propane. A motherfucker brought it back. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You know I'm <laughs> You know I'm not Aaron Lewis cuz I'm not a cuck and I hope all of y'all out there go and give a goodbye. Yay, that was a good one. <laughs> Bye. Say what 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 Bobby Fantastic. Uh bye.